0: So Shruti Devi says something here. She tries, but it's difficult. What can be said about Krishna? Hmm? Shruti Devi means the goddess of the um, uh, Upanishads, lady of distinction and discrimination. She says what? Satchirananda hmm? Krishna is the... I offer my pranam, my obeisance to Krishna. He is the form of of beauty. A uh, form of excuse me uh, eternity, knowledge and bliss, if these things were to take a shape, eternity, knowledge and bliss in one package in take form this is Krishna this is an ex- a very astounding statement in and of itself but the texts, for the other texts bear this out description of Krishna Lila bears this out for example what we find in Bhagavatam so many Lilas and this born out hmm? Krishna's joy hmm? Krishna's knowledge Krishna's eternity hmm? he's not limited by time by space Dhammata Lila we've seen that right you say yes hmm In Lila, of Krishna, we find that. Mother just sort of wanted to tie him with a rope, but it was two inches too short, right? No matter how much rope she got, it remained two inches too short. Because why, Krishna was getting fatter and fatter, right? No, he was not getting fatter and fatter. (laughs) And he's a big eater, too. No, no matter how much rope they brought, was all st- still two inches too short. This is telling us something. Hmm? That, that there's some philosophy that underlies these stories. They're very profound. Hmm? Krishna's form is uh, beyond time and space and appearing within time and space, which is our frame of reference, for the purpose of taking us out of that, beyond that frame of reference. So, Satchitananda Rupaya. Hmm. This is Krishna, she says. I offer my Pranam to Krishna. He is the form of eternity, knowledge, and bliss. Hmm. And, krishnakya, Krishnaya Kriṣṭakāri So, this is, the, in one sense, the, the speciality of this Upanishad. Hmm. In this Upanishad, we find the uh, appearance of Radha. Here and there, I suppose, in the Upanishads we may find something about Krishna. Hmm? Not much. <laughs> Directly. Hmm? Here, this one is all about Krishna. And you cannot really talk all about Krishna without talking about Radha. Hmm. So, she says, Shruti Devi says, My obeisance is to him, who is eternity, knowledge and bliss, and whose every act is wonderful. So this means that what causes him to act wonderfully, this is his Shakti. This is why Krishna is playing his flute. He practiced on his flute to attract different types of living entities all for the purpose of perfecting his flute playing that he might capture the attention of Brahman. Mm-hmm. so by doing the shakti the shakti of the absolute this gives life to to brahman makes brahman come alive makes brahman dance this this means brahman with shakti means gives us possibility for lila free movement out of, not out of uh, necessity, but out of joy. Movement out of joy. So, this in the very first verse, we have some indication that uh, the, the the Shakti of Gopakrishna Krishna will be emphasized here. Later on, she appears by name, uh, Gandharvika, Gandharvi, hmm? and is singled out amongst all the gopis in this Upanishad as the best amongst them, most qualified. Hmm? So it's it's very nice. It's important for us in a sense that uh, that we have a. Sh- uh, this is the emphasis of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Again, we, God doubts His own position, and that due to the influence of Radha. So we put focus on on Radha and the measure of her devotion and pursue such an ideal of devotion. As we pursue it, Krishna is pursuing it. So it is the center. It is the supreme ideal. Love itself is supreme. God Himself is, is subordinate to that. So this uh, uh, that, that she has mentioned in the Upanishads, I mean, we take some uh, um, in terms of trying to explain ourselves to others who like to speak the Upanishadic language only, and uh, and think that the Gaudiya Vaishnavism is rather a newer religion we're happy to be able to say we have some shruti references if you like of course they may not accept Gopal Tapani as an important shruti but it is listed I believe amongst the 108 most significant Hmm. so God becomes beautiful in conjunction with his shakti Prabhupada once said Krishna is not particularly beautiful himself but when he's standing next to Radha then then he becomes very charming Hmm. What is the his parrot's Krishna's parrot? Trumpets his own glories. Jaya Madan Mohana, victory to Madan Mohan. Bungsidhari hmm? jagarnari, chitta hari The parrot says, "Oh, glories to him, this Madan Mohan. He is bhangsidhari uh, He carries a flute, and by playing his flute, he attracts the minds of all the ladies, especially the gopis." So as this parrot says this, Radha parrot says something else. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. She says Radha sange What is does that slope? Radha Sange Next to Radha, uh, when he's standing next to Radha, uh, at that time uh, he can uh, he can be called Madan Mohan. Otherwise not. He bewilders. Uh, All living beings, that's true. He charms them, Mohana. Hmm. But he himself is charmed by Radha. So what is her position? So Krishna is not particularly beautiful, but standing next to Radha, then he becomes very charming. Hmm. So she has entered the picture here in in language of the Upanishads. Hmm. And Shruti Devī is, of course, feminine, so she would like to defer to Radha's position in all of this Uh, generally we don't find I believe much mention of the Shakti and the Upanishads some places here and there but here in a a very overt way as this is played out throughout the text and Gandharvika Sirada actually comes into the picture this is in the second part of the text Hmm. there the gopis approach (sighs) Krishna and ask him a question they ask Who is the most worshipable Brahmana? Hmm? We want to make an offering of uh, sweet rice to the 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 best Brahman. Why do they want to do that? They want to make an offering of sweet rice to the best Brahman that they will get that the that their offering will bear some fruit. Hmm? They'll get a blessing. What blessing do they want? They want a blessing that they can stay with Krishna perpetually without interruption. They've just spent the night with him in the forest. And now the day has come. And this is the problem. What does Bhagavad Gita say? End of the second chapter. It says, What is what is Uh, uh, day for the Brajbasis is night for the gopis (laughs) and what is their night is day for the gopis when the sun sets, it's like day for the gopis they get the chance to sneak out and associate with with Krishna Hmm? when the sun rises oh, it's like the dark night of the soul for them Hmm? they have to hide their affections, their affinities so, this is the problem in the Brjali hmm, for them. S- sun is coming. They spent the night with Krishna. They want to know. Krishna tell us, "Who is the best Brahmin in the Braj. We want to go and so we can get you as your as our husband. This is their ideal. Hmm? Of course, this ideal will never be fulfilled. Otherwise, they cannot taste the parakya. Hmm. But they but they want they want that. Hmm? They want to be married obstacles are put in their way. Hmm. So this is their this is they have an ordinary religious idea.
1: Hmm?
0: Apparently. But this first part of Purvata of Purvata, of Gopal Tapani serves to establish through the narrative that follows this this Mongol verse that Krishna is the supreme Brahman Param Brahma himself. He's such a Nandurupaya Hmm? he's all these things if the fact that he is the form of knowledge bliss and eternality it it spins your head too much you cannot think about it Hmm? what does that mean it's supposed to do that it's like a zen con it's meant to help you to stop thinking for a moment, stop listening to the music of, of, of your mind and have it, your mind arrested, that your your heart can come out, your soul can come out. Hmm? But if you require some logical support for this, well, she says it's also he, he, the, the logic for this is found in the Vedanta. Hmm? What is his position? Krishna says aham sarvasya. What is it? Aham. Not that one, no. Hmm. Veda is chasa vera hameva vedya Vedanta could vedao vedaeva chaaam. Of all the Vedas, I mean, I'm the subject of the Vedanta. So she says, so you can find, if you're prone to logic and reasoning, after all, she's a goddess of wisdom. She says, you can study the Vedanta. Hmm? He's Guru Vaibhuddhisakshine. He's the Guru. Hmm? The witness of our intelligence. That's oh, another topic. I said, I would come to that. Hmm? But first, let me continue. After saying all these things about him, then she seeks to establish that by the narrative that follows, which is a discussion between Brahma and the Kumaras, in which Brahma gives diksha to the Kumaras of Gopal mantra and appropriately explains the significance of the mantra to them as, as far as possible in a kind of a coded way, and, for that matter. So after concluding this whole uh, first section... Then she starts to this uh, uh, another dis- narrative. Leela, hmm? love Radha and Krishna. And it begins in this way. Oh, tell us, Krishna, the gopis ask, after having spent the night with him. She says, the goddess says, Oh, the passionate gopis, full of calm, hmm? they asked about Sarishvara, Krishna. Hmm? Krishna, who is the master of everything, they asked of him with passion, hmm? "Who is the best, uh, best Brahman?" Hmm? So they had calm, but calm for him. The idea is, who has such passion for God that it can only be compared to the love of a young girl for a young boy. That. That can that whatever you put in its way to check it with, with reason, it will only cause it to inflame, be inflamed that much more. But this this is the uh, the way in which uh, we should think like this. It's been described like this because it, it may help us to hit home. Uh, if we is an analogy, something we have a frame of reference for. Oh yes, the young girl falls in love with the young boy. Hmm that just sweeps her off her feet completely. There's a kind of love of God like that, love for God. Gopi said that. And in the context of that love, of, of applying themselves in that love, they seem to be less than religious. Religious at best. Okay, they're asking for who is the best Brahman that they may know how to offer to him so that they may get the fulfillment of their... Ideal, a blessing, that they may have uninterrupted uh, association with Krishna, that they may have Krishna as their husband. Wow. And then, as Krishna, of course Krishna tells them, the best Brahmin is Durvas. This immediately brings a problem. We are on one side of the river; Durvas lives on the other side of the river, and we don't know how to swim. Girls in those days were not taught how to swim. I don't even think men were taught how to swim. Indians are about the worst swimmers you can, you can find on earth. Hmm? They bathe a lot, but swimming, that is a little bit uh, foreign to them, it seems. At any rate, the river was uh, uh, high and the current was, was strong. The current of the Jamuna, uh, we can go there now, it may look like a trickle, but uh, we don't have the eyes to see. Hmm? It's a very beautiful river. Very charming river. The Krishna, it's called. Black, like Krishna. Hmm? It's said to be, uh, poetically, his perspiration. Hmm? He becomes a little nervous, just just, just smelling the... the, catching the breeze that has passed by Radha and come in his direction. Hmm? A river has come from that. That is the Chamuna. At any rate, Krishna told them, yes, he's Durasia, on the other side of the river, so the problem is for them how to cross the river. What does Krishna tell them? He said, just say Krishna is a brahmachari, and then the river will allow you to pass. So they were bewildered by this. Not because Krishna didn't have power. They had seen that Krishna has power. He was blessed by Gargamuni, that he would do things, that Narayan would do wonderful things through him. So they knew, oh, Narayan sometimes works wonderful things through him. We've seen extraordinary prowess. It's not his, but Narayan lends himself to him every now and then and does wonderful things. So it's possible that the river could part and we could pass through. But by saying a lie, how... (laughs) By lying, how will that be possible? And they were bewildered, not so much by the idea that, oh, the river will open, hmm. no, but, but the, the Krishna is a brahmachari? What are you talking about? We just spent the night with you here in, in the forest, and you are going to tell us that you are a brahmachari, and we are supposed to proclaim this? And this, in the course of going to see the best brahman in the, in the community, hmm, to perform a religious act, <laughs> of bringing him an offering? Nonetheless, of course, they did it. They went to the river and said, Krishna's a brahmachari and the river is open, and they went across to the other side. They were greeted by Duvas, blessed by him, who was honored to have their company. Their position is greater than his, by far, but they don't think like that. Gopis don't think like that. The Brajbasi's position in general but is uh, highest on the ladder of devotion? But they don't think like that, that. If a person mm-hmm. from Baikunta comes there, how will they treat him? They won't say, oh, you're from Vaikuntha. You're a Vaidhi Bhakta. We are Rag Bhaktas. Hmm? That's a lower thing. Hmm? We're not interested in you. No. <laughs> they, will, they will show them so much regard. Hmm? I've told a story before One of my disciples who took sannyas In South India For me And then We were in an area of the Where there's some uh, Sri Vaishnavas Were holding a festival And one of their big acharyas Was coming to that festival And so We asked some of the young sannyasis To go And represent us and show on to the, the charger. so my this young sannyasi said to me he's a big man and uh, he was a negro man so he kind of stuck out yes I did too <laughs> being white in India but at any rate he asked me at how shall I how shall I conduct myself there what shall I think I said do you think that you've come before a resident of Vaikuntha so alright he went there and so this sannyasi came, the Amanuja Sampradaya, sannyasi Acharya, and so many people came, and big crowd, and just to get near him, just to, if he could get a, his his glance, people thought about the glance of somebody from Vaikuntha, they have the power, just by glancing, hmm, to give sukriti for bhakti. Prabhupada was particularly like that. The most powerful thing of his. Human uh, feature was his glance. He looked at you then. He could touch your soul. Hmm. At any rate, everybody was trying to get his attention in some way, without trying to get his attention, (laughs) but to to be the object of his attention somehow. And um, and his close associates and circle around him and so forth. So this young sannyasi went in, following the instructions of his guru as best as he could. Think and he went and just laid himself out full dundavats on the ground. When he saw him, people had to get out of the way. And there he's lying down. And, and he thought, "I am standing before a man from Vaikunta, Vishnu uh, Duta, has come." This is Gaudiya Vaishnav, jinadu and Again, this verse comes tonight in our discussion. More humble than blade of grass, he did not think. He was not told to think, oh, why go there? You're a Bodhya. We're higher than them. Hmm. Or when you get there, try to convince him Krishna's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hmm. Fight with him about that. Ryan is only incarnation of Krishna. He's lower. Our God is higher. <laughs> no, not like that. Hmm. So he laid down, paid full obeisances, and that sannyasi pushed people aside. What is that? Come up. Hmm. Who are you? Where have you come from? There are other sannyasis from our mission too, but this fellow got all the attention. This is the way the Gorias should proceed in life. Drinatati Sunit China. That we think that we are the Ragbakthas. That's a fact, we are Rag even if it is in a primitive way. That is our sampradaya, ragmarg. We have some eligibility for that by good fortune. What is the good fortune? We've met such Ragbhakta as our grew Dave mm-hmm. created our eligibility to tread that path just gradually step-by-step step. Mm-hmm. this is our ideal to enter there mm-hmm. I find my rest final rest there in the bridge but to go there such change has to come about uh, we have to be so flexible therefore turn out a piece in each you, know? you have to bend and if you bend, then you become fixed. If you become flexible, then you become fixed in your pursuit, and you'll be successful. So if some Bhai Kunta Bhakta comes to the Braj, oh, they will show him such regard. Again, they won't say, oh, you're just a Vadi Bhakta. That's hmm? a lower thing. No. They saw Durvas. He did not have the position that they had, but he knew what was their position, just to have them come to give darshan to him they thought he thought I'm honored hmm? he had nothing to say he was speechless they gave him the sweet rice he he was he, was, had, he couldn't speak in their presence but then they they really wanted to ask him a question a philosophical question and so they asked permission he said all right hmm? we want to come down to the level of Kattva. your leela is filled with that. So it's underlying, underlying there. The whole leela is, is, is. This is the ground. It's such a wonderful uh, firm philosophy that this is played out on. This is the canvas on which the art of Krishna leela is, is 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 drawn. Mm-hmm. So Davas said, "What is the question?" And they said, "How is Krishna brahmachari What did he say? He said, "What did he say?" He said. Um, and how will we get back? was the other question. And how are we going to get back across the river? Hmm. He said he had just eaten a full bowl of sweet rice. He said, "Just say boss never eats, and the river will open." <laughs> this is the Upanishads. Who can understand these things? You see, we need some explanation. Of course, then he goes into an explanation, wonderfully, about very basic spiritual principles in the midst of the leela. We, the Upanishad, uh, while giving the narration, Shruti Devi tells us about some very fundamental points. That we have to get put in place mm-hmm. if we are to really understand that, if we are really to access that. Therefore, if we find ourselves... Uh, we should not find ourselves um, bored. If we have ruchi, we would not be bored with any aspect of Krishna consciousness. Of course, some aspects will be more attractive to us than others the value of all of them hmm? we'll understand and the importance of speaking on the value of them relative to the audience this is a great thing about uh, Prabhupada I always used to marvel hmm? that he was preoccupied really with um, very high things I a number of times sat with him and watched him wrestle himself down from where he was to speak to me on my level People like to talk about the things that they're preoccupied with. That's natural. And what a thing he was preoccupied with. But in order to make that thing accessible, he had to bring himself down and talk on such a low level often. This is the greatness of him. I don't find many people that can do that. They like to talk about what they're preoccupied with. But if they've arrived at the highest ideal that they should and are preoccupi- hopefully preoccupied with in their pursuit, then they really know what it is, hmm? how valuable it is. And they know how to give it to others also in such a way that they can actually digest it and, and go there. Hmm? It is the real business of the Guru. So, buddhisakshinay, this is the last part here of this Mangalacharan verse. gurudev uh, buddhisakshinay. Hmm? She says, Krishna is the guru, the witness of the intelligence. Prabhupada Saraswati, who is the principal commentator on this book, at least in terms of the commentaries that I could find, he says that Krishna, uh, the witness of the intelligence, he is that internal guide, Antaryami, that, that makes it possible for us to understand the text, makes it possible for us to understand the guru. You know, seeking a guru is is always a big topic, of course, and uh, we should know how to do that. It is not that we should go with our reasoning power only to find a guru hmm? and take every potential candidate and rake them over the coals of our reasoning and looking for some, just looking for what what is the shortcoming. (laughs) You will never find (laughs) your prospect in life there and guru is our prospect coming before us externally our highest prospect A disciple of mine who when she joined a friend wrote her and said oh um, uh, it's nice that you're there and all and I just hope that when you look in the mirror you can smile so he didn't really like the fact that she had joined such a mission and, and thought you know are you really happy you're doing all these things because somebody's telling you to do them and all, but is it really making you happy? That's the bottom line. So I hope that when you look in the mirror, you, you can smile at yourself. So she wrote back. She said, actually, since I've been here, I haven't found anything in myself to smile about, it, per se, but when I look at my guru, I smile, because there I find my prospect, that I have prospect in life. Right now, I'm not there. Hmm? But what I see in him, I, I never could have ma- imagined was possible for me, but now I know that it is. So there I find something to smile about. Hmm. So this is the idea. So to go rake over the coals of our reasoning, every potential candidate, this this is not a good idea. This is not how I found my guru. Not at all. Hmm. No. No. And not that we shouldn't use reasoning, that has its place, but you should know that reasoning is not the instrument by which we can uh, go back to home, back to Godhead, and it will fail us miserably, miserably. God is above reasoning, soul is above reasoning. We have to meet someone who makes us feel that our reasoning is, is, is not everything we think it is. Hmm that we cannot rely upon it so well uh, as, as we thought. So it means Guruve uh, buddhisakshine, that it is, is, is a matter of uh, revelation. If we're fortunate, if we have sukriti, then we'll have uh, be predisposed in such a way as to identify the agent of God and take advantage. Mm-hmm. Some reasoning will be in a... a is, is appropriate but this may not cannot be the only thing that we rely upon so in this way uh, Shuddhi Devi has said s- introduced us to this Upanishad I've spoken a little bit about the first verse in Purva Tapani and a little bit about the introductory verses in Uttar Tapani, the second part of the book hmm. still feeling a little tired for some reason from my journey if you forgive me uh, I'm not quite my uh, normal self yet but if you stay with me a few days. Uh, I would appreciate that. Let me stop here and ask if there are any questions. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that we should go step by step, uh, make progress step by step. And also in the morning you mentioned the different stages from some sanghas, uh, mm-hmm. and so on. And I was always wondering if that is a linear thing, because some, somebody once a devotee told me that this is a linear thing, but I always, always had the impression that it, there is, right from the beginning, some Ruchi there. So, or is this uh, just a shadow of Ruchi, um, or is, is it some, somehow overlapping? With these well, the way things? I explained it this morning, it's, it's, it's the development of faith. So faith is there in the beginning, and faith is increasing in different stages in a way, are different ways of speaking about faith. If you have initial faith, then faith moves you to do what? To keep the company of other people that have faith. So that's called sadhusanga. In that company, our faith increases and it becomes focused on a particular Vashnav in whom we feel, oh, I can find my my prospect lies here. Hmm? So... This way, we, we 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 find our guru, and the guru gives us instructions by which our faith can become strong, and doubts can be removed. That is an art So this is an increase of faith. Hmm? Doubts are removed. Hmm? Then faith becomes Nishta, strong, hmm? and faith reaches its full um, expression in ruchi, in the sense that when we take touch Ruchi, we're, touch, we, we're getting some rays. Chairava, what is it? Uh, Chai-rava, uh, Chand- <laughs> Chairava Chandrika Hm? <laughs> hmm? Chaito Darpana Mahadavagane Shreya Kairava Chandrika the, the Moonlight hmm? ray from that side. It is a world of faith and something from there is starting to come just uh, some connection with that ruchi. Of course, then it's developed from there. So uh, faith is pervading throughout, and sharanagati is pervading throughout. And all these stages are different expressions, in a sense, ways of talking about that. So, otherwise, as far as ruchi goes, that is is not in... uh, uh, you want to say there must be some taste, yes, mm. right? But it's called faith. It's called Shraddha in the beginning. Then it's called sadhusanga. Then it's called, <laughs> and at some point, the ruchi is called ruchi. <laughs> it's really there, and it's not going. To, it's not flickering. Mm. It will be constant, mm. and, it, and, and, and it, by, by its culture, it will become attached in a particular way. And this is glimpse your, your, your prospect in life in relation to Krishna. So, another question? Yes?
1: I don't know how to ask, but when you say we should uh, read or study under the guidance of the spiritual master, hmm. sometimes when I think of my past experience and how we think in general, we always think we are under the guidance of spiritual master because we have Prabhupada's purport. We say, we say you should not read only the verse. If you read the purport, uh, then you have the guidance how to understand the verse. Or, or as soon as we, somebody, or we just go to the temple and we come to know the philosophy, we hear the lectures and, and especially if one get initiation, first initiation then then we th- when we hear this instruction when you give my impression my experience is that it's for others it's never for us you should read and study other guidance, oh this is for Somebody I met on the street in Tsangkatan, I sold him a book. But now he is alone in his house uh, to read. The, the, this is for these persons the, mm-hmm. to study under guidance.
0: But somehow I have very much... This I gave a lecture uh, not so long ago. And after the lecture, there was a mixed group of initiated devotees and, and people who were unfamiliar with the tradition. And um, so I tried to speak in such a way that everyone would get something from it. And uh, after the lecture, I asked for questions, and there were questions, and then one devotee asked a question. She said, Maharaj, um, you know, you, you didn't say anything about chanting, about chanting the Maha Mantra. And, um, you know, that's an important point. And she's kind of looking around, like, you know, there's some people here, they don't know, I think you should talk about the Maha Mantra. And I laughed. And I realized that she had listened to the whole lecture and thought, he's he's talking for other people. I'm an initiated devotee and uh, I don't really need to... I'm here, I came, you know, but I know this stuff and I don't really need to listen to this. And uh, this is for the new people and I think he, they should be told about the chanting and so forth. The majority of the lecture was for initiated people and none of this part of it was for uninitiated people. <laughs> and I realized she just had a, a block that she she thought, I'm a devotee. I'm initiated. My only business is to give Krishna consciousness out. That's what Krishna consciousness is. You, you just, you, you go and on Sankirtan sell the books and that, that is Krishna consciousness. That's not untrue. That is Krishna consciousness. But if you do that properly, then something happens inside. And you become interested in these topics in such a way that you want to enter into them more deeply and understand them at greater depth and so forth. And, and we find even the most advanced devotees, what are they... I mean, right where I... It's, um, who wrote that song? Uh, narottam Thakur? Uh, he wrote uh, that... Uh, where is Rupa Sanatan Krishnadas Gaviraj where have they gone? Hmm? He was initiated. He read the books. But, but the, the, the fact that these devotees were no longer present where he could go and hear from them, that was a great loss to him. We don't find anywhere, if we really study the books anywhere, that there, anyone who's really making progress f- uh, thinks or feels that they don't need good company, good association, they don't, they don't strive for that. They don't uh, aspire for that. Prabhupada himself said, My only deficiency is that I have no one to talk to. He had thousands of us. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) I have no one to talk to. He told the Shridharmakas, This is my only deficiency. I have no one to talk to about these things that I'm really preoccupied with. So, you know this. I think that um, this is the answer to your question. It does apply to you, it applies to all of us. And we should, uh, we should try to find good company as much as possible to, to, uh, help us study the books that we think we know. Yes, Prabhupada's purports are there, just to use that example. Prabhupada's purport is there, so if you read the purport, you're reading under guidance. But Prabhupada, in his own temple, asked that there would be a class from his purport every day. So there must be things in there that will be brought out that uh, others might not be able to bring out. Therefore, someone is appointed to give a class. So the principle is there. It goes on. As much guidance as we can get, the better off we will be. Surely you don't think you're exempt from that when you hear these things, do you? That's why you came here, right? You also have a guru and you live in the temple. You came a couple hundred miles to... To hear. And they, you also get some lectures of mine, I think, in the mail. Yeah, from thousands of miles away. So you've expressed interest to come and visit me also, so far away. So you understand the principle. Maybe you are speaking for other devotees who feel like that.
1: In general, to understand this
0: idea.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: a kind of idea. You know. Sadhusanga is said to be the root of bhakti. So it comes from that faith comes from that, faith will grow in in that company, it's so important we should, sometimes people write me and they say you know, uh, you you speak on the Sangha, on the internet about association and so forth, but I live in northern Finland you know, there's only 20 people in my town there is is no association here what should I do? I write them move <laughs> you have to make some changes in your life. This is—if you want this thing—then hmm, make some change. What are we talking about? What is the subject? A whole life should be turned upside down for this. This is the most earth-shattering news. What Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come talk about? What he is? What he represents? If this has happened, and we're in touch with that. This is—it's this, this like. The sun didn't come up tomorrow, the whole world would stop. Mm-hmm. The sun and the moon of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu have come together. <laughs> Krishna Swami says, this is a very extraordinary event. We should change our life around it, not expect that it will conform around our busy and important life. The message that Mahaprabhu has come to give us, what did he say? He said that, uh, I don't have any taste for this. I don't have any love for Krishna, na prema not a da dharapi me meharo. I don't have a... There's not a scent of love of God in me, love of Krishna, not a scent. What is the proof? What is the evidence? I'm still living. And that means living means I have to do things to live. I have to eat. I have to spend time eating. And and putting some, wrapping something around me, hmm? I have to spend time doing this. This is the proof, the proof. I have no love for not a scent of love for Krishna. If I had love, how could I remain alive? My insect-like, fly-like life, I'm maintaining. This is how we thought about just uh, basic habits. Hmm? We are spending so much time in extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. We don't have a love of Krishna. Hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thought like this: such a valuable thing has come to us. I tried to emphasize it, but hmm. we don't take advantage. Krishna's Goswami, People who know this is what they say. He said, "If this Krishna consciousness comes to you, and you don't take advantage of it, it's better that you never lived at all. You would be better off having never lived at all." They know what it is, you see. You have to hear those statements and think, my gosh, there's something in this. The theory is interesting, it's charming, but if I apply myself, what will I find in there? That people can get this and make such kind of statements. Better you never lived if you had the opportunity and take advantage. Such a valuable thing. In the religious world, so many avatars are coming from Vaikuntha to the earth. varaha Nisringha, Vamana... Hmm? So many asankhyam, uh, sutta the unlimited avatars. And Prabodhananda Saraswati says, who cares for that? Varaha lifted the earth. It's nothing. Hmm? What this one did, what that one did, these avatars, since Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come. The, what to speak of the events in our life? Hmm? Worldly events, they're big in comparison to our life. Something big happens to somebody and it's all over the internet and the newspapers and the televisions and big events. Even these things of no consequence. Avatars have come. <laughs> avatars of God have come and done wonderful things of no consequence. What to speak of the things that we do, that we think are important, that we're spending so much time on? Hmm? Of what consequence are they in, in light of the fact that Chittam Nimahaprabhu has come? And we say, well, that was 500 years ago. If I was here then, then I would have paid attention. If I was here when Krishna came personally, then maybe it would be different. But Krishna, Vinatvam Nam hmm. Mahaprabhu has, has uh, Krishna has come in the form of his name he's fully present there that name has been given to us Mahaprabhu himself worshipped that name of Krishna we've been given the name to care for to, to cultivate Krishna Anusilanam we should do that very carefully you will get a good result you will get a very good result If you just pay attention, take good guidance, take advantage, and follow the system very nicely, you will get a good result. If something seemed lacking, go fly somewhere, get good association, spend time there. We used to go... I I used to distribute Prabhupada's books quite widely, as you know, some of you may know, when I was in ISKCON. And um, Prabhupada invited me to come to India one year in the early 70s. I went, and Mayapur was just, the project was just starting there. I was staying in a little grass hut. I was there just ahead of time before Prabhupada came. And Prabhupada came, and he called me, and he said, he said, please, you go all year as you're doing, circulating around, selling my books, and then come and spend one month with me in Mayapur and Vrindavan. Well, I was there <laughs> I would not miss that hmm. Sri when he had his good company then he lived in Nabadweep We would go every year somehow or other to spend one month in his company he was asked you know to go to India to, to England he was chosen to go to the west They but he didn't go the reason he didn't go was because he said to his Gurudev that Gurudev, and he said, I will send Sri because I know he can never be converted. That's not possible. Sri said, Guru Maharaj, I do not think that I am the best candidate to going. If it is your order, of course I will go. But if you allow me, I will give you my reasoning as to as to why I have some reluctance. This is a nice attitude for the disciple. So yes, let let us hear. It. He said, first of all, I'm my English is not that good. There are others amongst us who can speak better English and uh, can understand the intonation of the Westerners when they speak. My nature, secondly is to keep in smaller circles and not to circulate widely amongst the the public. That's just my nature. And going to the West means circulating widely amongst so many people. Hmm? And others here are more outgoing in their nature for preaching and so forth. So others may be more qualified. And thirdly, life is short. And I have your personal company now and I want to take advantage of that. (laughs) I want to stay with you. Hmm. When he heard the first thing, he wasn't convinced. When he heard the second thing, he wasn't convinced. When he heard the third thing, Bhaktisiddhanta was charmed. Uh, You stay with me. (laughs) He knew he could take advantage of that, Hmm. that association. And another person was chosen. Hmm. This is the real uh, standard by which we can evaluate, a a good standard, I should say, by which we can evaluate the standing of Vivaishnava. In one sense, it's true. However many others you can convert to Vaishnavism is a measure by which we can understand your own status in Vaishnavism. But with regard to that, then... That is not uh, infallible. Hmm. It's a good philosophy. And if you can make a nice presentation, you can capture at least the heads, the, m- the minds of a number of people. And they can change their clothes and look like Vaishnavas for a while. Whether you can change their heart, that is another thing. Hmm. But the other standard by which we can measure the standing of a Vaishnav is not how he relates to the, to the lower section for conversion, how he relates to the higher section. You follow? Some of my godbrothers once came to Sridhar Marsh and they said, sitting on his veranda, they said, Sridhar Marsh, these people who are sitting with you, our godbrothers, they, um, they want to use you. And that's why they're here they want to use you and uh, we really have the highest regard for you in every respect and we just want to let you know that these people who are straying from our um, jurisdiction they simply want to use you whereas we actually have high regard for you Svita said oh so you think I'm a fool that is what you've come to tell me. Immediately they were ex- exposed. Hmm. Their, their, their regard for the higher, that cannot be faked, capacity to influence the, the lower section in, in a substantial way, in a spiritual way, there can be some sleight of hand there. So how the Vaishnava regards to this, 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 this the uh, upper side? Again, it's Vaishnavism. That is all... Important. Thinks he needs help, guidance. Hmm. This is this is a good sign. And people in general think that religious people have uh, a crutch. They need it. so if it's so if you need it, okay. If you need it, that's all right. I don't need it. But the difference between us and them is that we admit we need it. That is our strength. To admit your weakness that is your strength, right? Hmm. The difference between us and them is they have not admitted it. That's all. They're not honest. Doesn't need help? What is our predicament? <laughs> we are in a difficult situation. Hmm? Moving through 84 lakhs of species, trying to find ourselves. That's pretty lost. Hmm? Moving through 8,400,000 species, thinking I'm a microbe, I'm an aquatic, you know, I'm a reptile, I'm a, of many different types. I'm this bird, I'm that bird. Yeah. This beast, I'm that beast. I'm a human being. I'm a god. <laughs> You're confused. What is the, the 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 degree, the extent of that confusion? It's absolutely overwhelming. There's no hope. There's no hope whatsoever for finding your way out. No hope whatsoever. No hope. Don't the very things that we put our stock and our faith in are the very things that are deceiving us our senses, the power of our mind, intellect, deceiving us. Hmm? These are manifestations of our problem. They are not the solution. It is a hopeless, absolutely hopeless affair. I, I, I only speak to you personally, for, uh, honestly, from my own experience. I wanted to find a guru so much. Hmm? I knew there is no hope. Hmm? I got myself a stack of books. This, this tall many books on meditation and yoga as I could find when I was a young man and I put them all in the suitcases and a backpack and I went to live in, a, in, a, in the hills of Jamaica to, to meditate and find myself out of, I knew there was a problem I used to sit and think what will I do with my life and I would think I could become a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or this. And as far as I would think I would come to the end of it, and I think there's nowhere, there's nowhere, this is going nowhere. None of these, if I accomplish any of these things. I'm not be satisfied. There must be more than what can be achieved within the visible world of the senses. My prospect doesn't uh, for a happy life doesn't lie there. So then to turn to the spiritual side, and so many books I got. Hmm. I gave them all, threw them all away for the Hare Krishna mantra. <laughs> it's a long story. I lived there. I was the only white person living in a for- in a forest and built a little house out of bamboo and had all these books. And pregnant wife that I dragged there with me <laughs> we were quite young. Uh, anyway. And uh, I used to chant, Om Hari Om. Hari Hare Krishna you know, there were so many mosquitoes and the rain came and ruined my hut and uh, so I thought I've got to follow this Hare Krishna mantra wherever it will take me and it took me to Prabhupada's feet uh, anyway I wanted guidance so much I, I used to ask people about how to, how to meditate how to find a guru they had no answer in those days nowadays you have too many answers but I'm convinced about this principle. Need guidance. Absolutely convinced. The predicament is overwhelming. There's no hope for us. So, as much as we can get good association, do whatever you can to get good association. This is, this this is, everything will come from that. Far more than what you can get now from chanting and from your reading, from good association, you will gain. it's kind of you to invite me here you have interest in this I am uh, indebted to you so anything else we should worship that interest Mm. we are the servant of that interest interest in Krishna
1: Mm.
0: we all should become a slave to that Mm. bow down to that It will help us Lady jumped on the back of Jaitana Mahaprabhu to see the had the darshan of Jagannath at the Garuda stamba. Hmm. Lady climbing on the back of a sannyasi in a temple. Hmm? How offensive. Govinda <laughs> hmm? thus grabbed her. Get down from there. What are you doing? Mahaprabhu turned and said, If only I had such eagerness to see Jagannath. He worshipped that eagerness that he saw in her. In this way, Bodayanta Taprasparam could come together and help one another, enlighten one another, in Krishna consciousness. We live in Finland. Somebody lives in Holland. Somebody lives in Sweden. Somebody's from America, Germany, different places. But for some reason we are all here. We have some connection. We should stay together somehow or other as much as possible. Through the modern means, <laughs> stay together, come close, help one another. It's so important what uh, Mahaprabhu has come to give. And our Guru Parampara, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who conceived of this, making this possible. We're sitting here like this because of his vision. And those who, who thought, what a vision! This is like the vision of the Wasamis themselves. Give our life to that. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Bhaktividdhanta Sami, Prabhupada, Bhaktivakshakshila Devu, Sami Maharaj, others, they're giving their life for that. Now we are from the Western world, it's touched us, we should give our life for this. So, we stop there. जय see की जय की की जय सरस्वती